0: Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer.
1: Hello world, Shelley R. Shearer here and welcome to the show. I've had the most wonderful couple of days. I just got back from almost three weeks away in our vacation home in Penticton where I had my mum with me for eight days. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because it was uh, quite an eye-opening experience. Her dementia is way worse than my sister and I realised I had her up there and it was basically 24-7 caregiving. I'm not even sure how she's functioning at home. But my sister went into her house to do some cleanup. My mom's a hoarder, has a bit of a mental illness and now her dementia. And she's misplacing things and hiding things on us. So 40 years of just drawers full of garbage and stuff and clothing. Oh my goodness, my mother had seven closets on the go. And a year and a half later, my father's clothes, I believe, were still in the cupboard. She just went to town for three days and as hard as that was on my mom when we arrived home at first, bottom line is it's a little bit of tough love. Uh, Mom wasn't cleaning her bathroom. She says she's cleaning her house. She wasn't and we just weren't clicking in. Uh, So it was a real eye opener for us. It, It was a real test and it was a real practice for me not being triggered by every bit of trauma from my childhood. And it was a really amazing experience to accept that although her life is basically over, she mentally uh, is just struggling. She can't remember something five minutes after it's happened. She forgets that she's eaten breakfast. She's forgets that she's put on dirty clothes. I mean, it's it's really gotten quite bad. However, you know, we were talking about, you know, maybe God could have a slightly better plan for an exit strategy for us at this age when our minds go or our bodies give out. But if we can look at it this way, it's not about my mom learning lessons. It's about Angie and I learning the lessons or anyone that's involved in my mom's care, including the grandchildren. Everyone in our lives are there to serve a purpose, good or bad, lessons, love, support, whatever it may be. And if you can change your mindset around that a little bit, it makes things a heck of a lot easier. Because let me tell you, it would be very easy for me to be just in the blame and punishment mode. Oh, yay, I can now say things and that would be hurtful and are not going to help anything. There would just be me lashing out from childhood trauma that I've spent decades getting over and dealing with and taking responsibility for my own actions, my own worry, my own stress. You know what I'm saying? So how we frame something in our minds is very much relative to the experience that we have in any given circumstance, okay? Now, let's talk about some good news, though, for a second. We made a decision when our neighbors uh, have decided to pack up and move to Mexico that if they were willing, uh, we would buy their electric bikes off them. They'd only had them for about a year, and they are fantastic Little heavy, <laughs> my uh, with my issues with my acute fibromyalgia. The days of whipping that mountain bike up over my shoulder and and running upstairs, that's done. Uh, so this thing weighs almost as much as a small dirt bike. So that was uh that was quite frightening trying to get it out of the backyard this morning on my own. But we'll have to figure out um, how we're going to manage it. But my husband had them all ready for me when I came home, and we went out on Sunday. It has a little dog trailer. Everything was included. That's one of the nice things about buying used, is they were well looked after. Really good brand, Bictrix. A bike tricks, I think they're called. They're a Canadian company for us, so they're manufactured here. Dog trailer, saddle bags. You know, better battery life. Like the I can't remember all the little extras they did. The covers, the bike rack. Um, everything was just included in one price, and it was really, really nice. Just you know, it was just one stop shopping. Well. I did have to laugh for the first few minutes on it. I have ridden it before. My girlfriend let me ride it uh, last summer. We all go on this huge camping trip. They brought the bikes last year. So her and I would take the two dogs out for a run while the boys were off, I don't know, fishing, ATVing, drinking beer, who knows. But we would uh, go out on these bikes and I quite liked them, but I really wasn't sure if it was the style I was looking for uh, or whatever. But actually my husband did the research and, and for our lifestyles, I think we made, we made a really, really good choice. But anyways, I was a very avid mountain biker for many, many years. And if you didn't come back bloody, you you didn't have a good time. You know, I wore clip-ins and the whole kit and caboodle. I belonged to a whole bunch of people that uh, we rode on the North Shore, which is a mountain. And uh, so balancing off logs and jumping off the edge of small outcroppings, totally normal. Well, that's not my life at 56 anymore. And with a chronic uh, autoimmune disorder, definitely not my life. So we get on the bike and the first thing is I start to realize I've got like multiple things I've got to manage here. There's the power and the gearing for how much assist you're getting, plus the regular gearing on the bike. It's a bigger bike. I'm watching the road. I'm watching the dog. Just haven't done these things for a while. And the first five minutes was a little overwhelming and I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Well, then you know what? The nice thing about having so many great experiences when you're younger is you have muscle memory. So we didn't really barely get out of the neighborhood when I realized, oh, oh, no, I'm good. Everything kind of clicked back into place and I'm on it. And one of the great things too is having activities and being busy and, and doing things that you enjoy keeps your brain stimulated. Even just little things like managing traffic and the bike and the dog and whatever, you're using your brain and it is crazy and if you're one of my younger listeners listen to this very carefully manage your life have things you love to do and try your best to keep busy with them as you get older or adapt because it is very very easy to really narrow your focus down where you're not learning new things you're not using all the mental pathways uh you're not staying fit it was a real eye opener being in Penticton with my mom with her dementia and we will never do that to her again. Uh, my sister really needed a break and she needed to get into the house to to clean out the hoarding and to get things simplified a little bit, but we will never take her out of her comfort zone again, because that is actually very stressful for dementia patients and Alzheimer's patients. And so that was one of the things that we realized we've done it. She got to see her best friend after five years and I'm thrilled she had that experience. She has no memory of, of it, of any of it anymore. Within a day, it was all gone. It was such a shame, but she did it, but it was very anxiety ridden for her being up there. She lost her mind every morning and she sundowned in the evenings. And like I said, it was 24 hour care for me. And we realize now as well that uh, we just need to keep her just, we need to keep her stable and comfortable and happy and well-fed. She did appreciate me cooking for her three meals a day. So getting on the bike again was just another thing of, oh yeah, paying attention, just being active, using my brain. Uh, doesn't matter that it's such a simple thing, guys. It is amazing how quickly I was overwhelmed and how quickly I overcame it because I know exactly my body knew exactly what to do once I got comfortable again, because I do get a little scared sometimes stepping out of my physical comfort zone with my issues. I've taken some very, very bad falls. I can overwhelm myself to the point where I'm bedridden for days, used to be weeks. Um, you know, you I don't want that in my life. And it was interesting as well to understand when I was away, I'm just going to jump in back and forth between these two stories. Sorry, guys is, uh, that a lot of my stress with my mom was because I have my routine as well. She has hers and we took her out of it. And of course she still thinks she owns the house and wonders why all my things are in it and her things are not in the closet. So that was really rough just to watch her meltdown every day about these little things. And, um, and sometimes just yell at me, you know, just, four, five, seven times a day. Get those dogs off my couch. Uh, it's not your couch and that is the dog couch. Um, it's, she she understood changes to be made but when she, when she got herself upset, she looked around and even though nothing is hers in the house, she, her mind still went there. This is my house. These are my things. It's like the disease is incredible. It's like you think, mom, since when have you ever had a black leather couch in this house? She had old gold furniture that was cloth from like 1960. Uh, she took every piece of old crap she had to the Penticton house over the years. It just became like another hoarding dumping ground for her. Well, we cleaned that all out four years ago. So it's like not even nothing. And yet the mind doesn't compute it. Even though she's sitting in my black leather recliner, staring at my black leather couch to a TV that's hanging on the wall with a surround system and new art work all over the walls. It doesn't compute for her. That is the nastiness of this incredibly yucky disease. So getting back on the electric, getting back on a bike, I have been riding a little bit on a regular pedal bike this past year or two, uh, but I don't have the physical strength or if I can do it for a certain length of time, I worry that I can't get home, that I exhaust myself because part of fibromyalgia is just this weird muscle fatigue and neuropathy that kicks in when you overdo it. So I'm always uncertain how far I can go, how many days could I do this in a row. And when we're camping and the dog needs to be exercised every day, it was very disappointing for me to always be crashing. Well, the bike gives me the option of just sitting, pedaling, getting a bit of exercise, or if I can't get home, it's got a little button you push and the bike brings you home. This is awesome. When I was quite young, uh, my, and I was a single mum by the time, I was 24, eh? But my sister and brother-in-law have been married since they were 19 and 21. And we were all out together at the river and they had just bought actual jet skis. So not the big three-seater sea doos you see around all the time, but those old-fashioned jet skis where you'd lay in the water with your hands on the and hit the power and it would drag you up and you would stand. Okay, an actual jet ski. You don't see very many of them around anymore. Well, we went out on those and I took a turn. That was the best thing ever. (laughs) I grew up dirt biking, fishing, outdoor camping, uh, motorcycles, dirt bikes, um, snowmobiles. I had a very amazing childhood for those types of experiences. Uh, To go with the trauma and drama that was created by my family and my mother and my relationship, I also have all these amazing memories. And I'm so grateful for those because one, it makes me a very kind of down-to-earth useful practical person because I can start a fire I can clean a fish I can you know these are things I can do so if the world came to end tomorrow I will survive (laughs) but so when we got up on those jet skis it was like this is like clean dirt bike riding best thing ever well that's how I felt on this electric bike on Sunday it was like this is the best of both worlds best invention ever and when I was in Penticton this past uh, two and a half weeks even last year, I really noticed it. Uh, Penticton has a lot of very young families and retirees. Not a lot of industry to keep the middle class sort of going unless you've you you know you stayed there and retired there. So it's got kind of a strange demographic. When I'm on the canal, which has got this huge pathway that runs between the two lakes uh, that are up there, the retirees that all have the electric bikes are is hysterical and I love seeing it. I love seeing them out and about and not just like my mom sitting at home in front of a television, six to eight hours a day. She wants to do nothing. She gets confused when she does anything, when she leaves the house. She still thinks she drives. My mother hasn't driven a vehicle in nine months and will never drive again. But if we remove that car out of her driveway, she loses her mind. So, you know what, we're kind of in that in-between phase right now where we can't make too many changes without overwhelming her, but it's either care comes into the home or she has to go into a home, which we promised her we would not do that for as long as we could when we were younger because we, she had to do it to both her parents. But my mother also was not the one that looked after my grandmother. My younger sister did, because my younger sister never worked. She worked the first couple years of her marriage before children, but once my sister had her children, she never worked again. She was a housewife and um, was a, she works like a dog, don't get me wrong, my my sister's constantly busy. She bakes, she looks after the kids, she was there for my grandmother for a good decade. So when my mother gets upset and then Starts spewing her nastiness. You're gonna get old too. Do you think your life's gonna be any different? And you know, she just, uh, which is just her kind of lashing out. And then she can really say mean things that I don't need to repeat. But there's no point really having conversation with her because she won't remember. But at one point, I finally did have to stop her and say, "Mom, that's enough with the tirade. You never looked after your mother, so you don't have a clue what you're talking about. You pass that off." to my younger sister, because you gave her a life that allowed her not to work. My sister and brother-in-law always lived on my parents' 20 acres, never left it, built a life there, and then eventually ran the family business. So they had a lot of financial advantages. But at the same token, my sister then stepped in to look after my grandparents. And then later in life, she's on the property. She's been looking after my parents the last number of years. So, you know, everything has a a kind of a, a balancing act as life goes on. And it's sort of our job, well not sort of, it is our job, to understand that we are here having experiences. It took me a long time to get over the bitterness of why she had so many financial advantages and I did not. Even though I made a great success of my life, it wasn't handed to me. That's the deal we made before we came here. In this life, she is going to be supported. Clearly, maybe we had soul contracts before we came down here. I had lessons to learn and I couldn't be financially supported. I was helped a lot. Do not get me wrong. I have a lot of advantages thanks to my family. But I had to learn to go out and do my own thing, create my own life, start my own businesses, things like that, build my own house. These were my experiences in this life. And so often we get caught up in the comparison And forget to show gratitude. And we forget to accept that we're here to experience and nothing more. Observe and experience and fight for what's right. That pretty much covers it. I got very caught up the first year of COVID with all my, this isn't right. This is wrong. This is, this is fraud. This isn't, this is, this is just not, why are we doing to the planet? What are these governments doing? Well, do you know what? I had to finally just let it all go and observe. Say, this is the time I'm living in. It's amazing that so many people uh, bought into the lie and that they're not concerned with how much government is overreaching and taking away their rights. It's history in the making. It's only my job to live in this world and observe, experience and observe. That switch, that change in my acceptance and way of thinking brings me so much more peace in my life because I'm a worrier like my father and uh, now I just don't as much. (laughs) It's like this is all meant to unfold the way it's meant to unfold. So the electric bikes are a fantastic new addition. I can't tell you how excited I am about them. I'm actually taking myself off camping this weekend by myself and my dog. My husband has put the new bike rack on the little motorhome. I will learn to I'm pretty sure I can lift it up onto the bike onto the rack as long as I'm not moving like not not on an incline. I tried to get the bike out of the backyard this morning up a set of steps and it weighs a ton and I'm not that strong anymore. But I think as long as you know I use my legs and right onto the bike rack on and off I should be good. That's we're going to practice it tonight. <laughs> So I have this whole level of freedom now that I didn't have before and I can't tell you how exciting it is. I do not have to worry so much about my body failing me. The piece of machinery will get me home. I'll go, I get my exercise on the way out. The dog is going to be so happy because she can run for a solid hour. She just loves to do run the trails. Well, I can't walk far enough to give her that level of exercise. So this is really, truly it's gonna, it's buying me freedom. I already used it around the block this morning in my own neighborhood. I just ran the dog around the block twice on the bike. I got a little bit of movement getting ready for my work day. And the dog was just flat out exhausted, came home and curled up in my office and she's still asleep on the couch. And we'll go to the dog park later for her, her playtime. But that was an amazing thing for me. Okay. Anyway, so, you know, guys, Don't forget to keep your lives and your minds busy. Watching my mom was a huge eye-opener. So let's talk about that. For any of you that have elderly parents, it is very hard. It is hard watching my sister and her have fights all the time right now. They are triggering the living heck out of each other. Well, normally I was the oversensitive one. I was the one that was always being triggered by things, my sarcasm. My mother is very sarcastic and very judgmental. And she has no problem just telling you that to anything she wants to your face. Doesn't care if it's complimentary, if it's mean, if it's judgy, it just spews out of her mouth. So she's not well liked by a lot of people. Um, My father, on the other hand, was a very loving, giving, generous man. They, They really are quite different. Together, they were an amazing team and he adored her. And so people... I had a lot of people in our lives when we were younger, but my mom had no friends. And friendships are important as well. I rely on my friendships in such a huge manner. Now, the last number of years, and and especially COVID gave me even more of excuse, I have pared down my acquaintances, quote unquote, and have really worked at nurturing that five to seven close people in my life, Uh, to, you know socially, emotionally supporting each other, allowing them to support me. And there is an amazing sense of uh, gratitude and feeling of belonging that exists with those types of friendships. And my mom has none of that. And that as well is very hard to watch. Because even my sister, who is not the social butterfly I was when we were younger, has three close girlfriends that she has had since high school and relies on them and still keeps in touch with today. And they are her rock. So it's very hard watching a parent struggling in their last years of life that have no friends, no support system when my sister and I rely on our friendships and such. And it's why my mom is uh, so struggling with losing my father because she had no one else. My sister is grieving It's only been three and a half months. She is grieving still something terrible and missing her life with her husband. But my sister is self-sufficient. And although there were lots of things she relied on Bradley for, she still knows how to do a lot of things like I do. And she has girlfriends. Don't underestimate that level of support in your life. Making a choice of how you want to live for your whole life is very important because we are very self-absorbed when we're younger. I know because I was there. <laughs> I remember I th- I thought I was invincible. I never thought I was going to get old. I'd watch old people and their, you know, older people. You're certainly not old in your 50s when you get here, let me tell you. But I remember watching them when I was in my late 20s, early 30s when I was so active thinking you know what, these people are just lazy. I don't know what their problem is. I will be rollerblading right up until my senior years. I'll be doing this, I'll be doing that. Well, that was very arrogant of me. And uh, although there are a small handful of people that are physically able to do that, there are a lot of people that simply can't. Now, what you need to do is if you cannot change the wear and tear of your body, because it's going to break down, guys, that's your spirit's ageless, ageless, but your body is not, then you need to adapt, So I have a neighbor in Penticton, he's older, and he's discovered that he has severe stenosis in his spine. And he's used that as an as an excuse to not move anymore. Well, I have severe stenosis thanks to all the MRIs we did last year and a half that are explaining all the pain I'm in. And that just gave me a diagnosis to say, all right, what best can what how can I best manage it? Relieve some of the pain and still stay active. Where some people that's not even on their radar. But your mind, uh, neuroplasticity is a thing, and you need to keep your mind active, and you need to stay active, both physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, All of it is, it's a package deal, guys. And spending this eight days of just severe exhaustion with my mother uh, and understanding what she's going through really drove it home. So getting on that electric bike today was like freedom and it was like, all right, that may be my fate when I get older, but I'm not going to attract it and I'm going to do everything I can to avoid it. Uh, I'm taking a new supplement from a company called ASEA. It's a a redox molecule and I thought I'd give it a try. I asked my higher self and got a really strong yes. I think I talked about this a couple months back, but um, one of the things that it gave me was it got rid of a lot of my brain fog. I cannot believe actually how much it has helped. I was really hoping it would help more with my fibromyalgia and some of my neuropathy and pain. Maybe it is a little bit, but not what I was hoping. But if I had to be on that supplement strictly for my clearer thinking, then I'm staying on it. Because everything I can do in my attitude that my finances allow me or my access to things like this allows me by living in Canada... And, and having the life I have, I will do to have the best life until I die that I possibly can. So that was my fun story for today was the fact that I'm, a, I'm loving the electric bike. And it really was an eye-opener to see what was going on with my mom. But it was also a fantastic learning experience to say, hey, you can spend eight days with your mom without being triggered every 30 seconds. We can still learn lessons. And we can use it as an example Sometimes of how you don't want to be. That's okay. Don't focus on it because what you you focus on, you attract. But you can also make a decision to say, if that's not how I'm going to be, what am I going to be? Well, I want to be someone going into their 60s that is riding their electric bike, exercising her wonderful dog and having as much fun as I possibly still can. Uh, I can't remember if I talked about the little foster dog. When we were coming home, I came home a route into my home home that allowed me to drop the dog off to her new foster, his new foster home. That was tough. Little Mimo had gotten very attached to me, but let me tell you what a joy it was now that he was safe and healthy and didn't have a sore mouth anymore. He had all his teeth removed. Unfortunately, they were rotted right through and and exposed nerves. It was probably disgusting. But that little guy is now in a household with a new mom that just adores him. Uh, an older dog that is smaller because my dog kind of bowled him over every other day and three cats that he just adores. So it's a busy household full of, he came from a hoarding situation. So, you know, again, human or animal, we get used to certain things and he wasn't in that house five minutes and he just seemed happy. He went and found a little bed that was just his size in a corner. This, this woman is a dog person or a pet person, I should say. Uh, and so there was a little bed waiting for him. He met all the cats, gave them all a little kiss on the nose, then turned around to see what else, peed on a few things, you know. (laughs) Um, and this woman didn't even bat an eye. She didn't get after him. She goes, you know what? we'll just work on his his house training. He was peeing on every spot that her sick dog that just died a month ago had had been having accidents. So life is interesting, isn't it? But it's a journey, folks, and it's a journey worth taking. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side.
0: We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell.com If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelly at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.